0: Hey, everyone, this is Scott Levin, Chief Peacekeeper, and I'm here today with my good friend, Gabrielle Hartley. How are you?
1: I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm doing great. Gabrielle is a published author, uh, uh, attorney, mediator extraordinaire. She um, founded the Better Apart Method um, that we're going to talk about in a little bit today. Uh, but I want to talk to Gabrielle because she is really one of the most renowned mediators and peacekeepers across the country. Um, She's truly renowned. uh, And I would encourage you to check out her website, which we'll talk about in a second. But something that people often ask me during my mediations is, hey, Scott, is this fair? What do you think? And it's really a complicated topic about what's fair, what's not fair, uh, when you're talking about a, a divorce settlement. So. Gabrielle, when when you hear that, you know, is this fair, I'm sure you can sink your teeth into a topic like this. What are your thoughts, and how do you respond to someone in your own mediations when that comes
1: up? So that is such a great question, um, because I have to tell you that before we even start mediating, I do a whole speech on the topic of fair. That is like a part of the intro, like, I'm a mediator, this is my role, this is not my role, this is my expectations of you, do you have questions? Here's a, top, a couple of topics we're going to talk about. And one of them is fairness, um, because what, you know, you may, Scott, I'm sure you know from from being a mediator for so long, is that we all have different perspectives on what's fair. And so I ask all of my clients to refrain from even talking about fairness, because If I had a whole, I I think I could do a whole movie of just different couples saying like, you know, it's really fair if this happened. It's really fair if that happened. And it's like totally disparate of what they each think. Now, let me just back up for a minute. There's only one set of facts that we're looking at, right? But there's so many different ways to look at that set of facts. So there's really countless perspectives or countless truths, Right. And I would say that we see that play out in the world. Right. Right now with masks, with the pandemic, with, you know, all kinds of different things. Yep. Um, people have all different perspectives and people think that they're being right and fair and true. And yet we're just having different points of view. Right. And in a divorce, it's really the same thing. So I don't know if that's answering your question.
0: It is. It is. So, so when people really uh, push on the fairness issue, do you ever respond substantively?
1: So what I do is I dial back um, one of my other lectures <laughs> is about the distinctions of what we want, what we, you know, are what's mm-hmm. and then why we want it. So, those could also be called your positions and your interests. And so, I try to move people away from focusing on what they want and why that's fair to why they need the things that they're looking to receive and trying to reach an understanding of why the other side is looking to reach a particular result because when we can remove all of our narrative about what's fair and what's right and you know all the things we want and we start peeling all of that back, then we can start having meaningful dialogue where we're recognizing that we just have different interests. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, the reason that I love mediating so much is that I know that most of the time when you peel back what we say we want and we get to why we want it, people actually generally are able to all get what they need.
0: That's really interesting. Um, uh, I really like that idea of being able to move people from, hey, I want this to, well, let's figure out why you want this. What, how does that help you?
1: And what's interesting is if you give the other person, the more that you give the other person what they need, the more likely you are to get what you want because then they feel like
0: satisfied. Yep. You know, another thing I just thought about with is this fair where that comes up is, uh, so in my mediations, I do weekly meetings. Um, I know some people in mediation do like a block of, you know, a four hour meeting. And then that's like the meeting. Uh, Everyone does it a little differently. I like to do, you know, 90 minute meetings once a week to keep the momentum going, but to give people time to think. Now, the downside uh, to giving people time to think is that people reconsider what they might have already orally agreed on. Now, I always tell people, as I'm sure you do, hey, until something's signed, we don't have an agreement. But of course, during these meetings, we are making, you know, mini agreements just or like understandings like, okay, well, but, you know, that sounds good. Let's see how, you know, but it's based on, you know, the rest of our discussion and how that goes. Uh, when there are sort of, those sort of understandings put in place oftentimes someone will come back or not often but at times people will come back in a subsequent meeting and go hey i want to reconsider that issue that we talked about i'm not feeling great about that and then the other person asks well is that fair that they, we we have to go backwards now i thought we were going forwards how do you handle those sort of uh reconsideration you know discussions
1: those are really, really hard. And two things I talk about when we first open the mediation is, as I said, fairness. So I, I ask that people don't use that word. It's like a real trigger word because it's basically telling the other person, it's invalidating the other person's perspective by saying that's not fair. You're saying the other person is somehow doing something unsavory and that's going to make people feel antagonized, number one. Number two, I try very hard to balance um, people's need and desire to feel like something substantive was arrived at, at a meeting and not pinning down agreements too early. Because once we start making agreements, there's an anchoring thing that happens and we get really attached to certain outcomes. So the way I do my mediations is have people come in. We do, I do two hour mediations. They come in, we do two hours. We talk a lot about process. We do a lot of information gathering. We generate a lot of questions. Then I send people out to lawyers, right? I love lawyers. I'm not afraid of them. I like people to go and find out what their rights are. And then when they go to the lawyers, they find out the full range of what a judge could find to be fair, to put it in your words, right? And then we come back and we have typically two or three more meetings, and then we come up with a memorandum of understanding that summarizes all of the different um, agreements that they arrived at. But to your point, it's very hard to dial back agreements, especially when we talk about something over and over, week after week, and then there's you change your mind. Nothing worse than making agreements and then bringing it to your lawyer at the 11th hour and say, oh, well, I didn't realize. Go to the lawyer to begin with. I love that advice. Spend that extra little bit of money up front. You will save thousands of dollars, days missed from work, and lots of headaches if you understand what your rights and obligations are from the get go.
0: I love that advice. I really, I actually think I'm going to really start to insist on that because there is nothing worse than when a lawyer gets involved. At the end,
1: they've been
0: been alluded to throughout all the mediations, my counsel or my, you know, my, you know, my representative, uh, but, you know, so they're being alluded to in the discussion. So, you know, they exist, uh, but the person doesn't, you know, they kind of wait till you get a written agreement before they really get that person involved, and then that person's making all sorts of last minute changes. Uh, that can really, you know, impact the end result for both parties and it can really frustrate. the. the- yeah,
1: it can create a whole mess. And so, I, I mean, if you're listening to this, I really encourage you to find out your rights and obligations, potentially what your range of outcomes are. It is so worth your money to do that in the beginning maybe meet with the mediator once don't make any agreements figure out what your questions are is it you, and you probably want to have some sort of financial statement with you when you go to the med, when you go to the lawyer so that you um, you not just your financial statement but the other person's financial statement or disclosure or whatever they call it in your jurisdiction and then you can find out what's the best case scenario, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. And then you can create something, then you're making a decision based on facts, not feelings.
0: Yep. Yeah. I love that. No, Gabrielle, can you talk a little bit about your your practice and your your services and how people can reach you?
1: Sure. So if you can find me at Gabriellehartley.com or betterapart.com. And I offer both Um, online mediation, as well as in New York and in Boston, representation, legal representation. And I also offer across the country strategic legal consulting. If you're working with a lawyer or with a mediator and you're uncomfortable and you're not sure what you should do, I work to support you. I work one-to-one with you. And oftentimes I will interface with your lawyer, especially if your lawyer is in a different jurisdiction where I am not licensed as an attorney. I am just consulting with you um, in that regard. And I also have um, a weekly blog. I believe, Scott, you were a guest uh, blogger at one point called the Better Apart blog. And if you um, are interested in hearing all kinds of uplifting information, just go to GabrielleHartley.com, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get an intro newsletter um, or two, and then every week in your inbox you'll get some sort of information or inspiration from financial experts, co-parenting experts, wellness experts, mediators, lawyers, um, you know, doctors, lawyers, and Native American chiefs. Right? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Gabrielle really is. Uh, you you really should go to the website, sign up. It's incredible information. She's really built a community, in my opinion. Uh, And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And hopefully we'll do this again soon.
1: Great to be here. Thank you.